In the holy name of Jesus, amen. We usually celebrate Pentecost as a spectacular day of noise and light and miracles, and once again this morning, all of that is true. All you have to do is look around. We had the procession, the colors have changed to red, the choir is here. We read the gospel from the horn of the altar, and what you hear in the epistle for this morning is absolutely otherworldly. But today I want to observe that there is also another side to Pentecost. That Pentecost is also the normal, calm, quiet, solid, and even predictable life of the church. A way of life that is built from the beauty and community and mercy, from the obedience and joy and love that is found within the Holy Trinity and has been there forever. It has been 50 days since Easter when Jesus rose from the dead and 10 days from ascension when Jesus rose up to heaven. In obedience to their risen and ascended Savior, the disciples have returned to Jerusalem where they wait for what happens next. That's what Jesus told them to do, and so they are happy to do it. Now, today, ten days after his ascension, in Jerusalem, on the Feast of Pentecost, Jesus gives his disciples something to see and something to hear. His Holy Spirit sounds like wind and looks like fire, and that Spirit comes to fill them up. And when the Spirit fills them up, he overshadows them completely. You all know that Jesus never does anything halfway, and so this Holy Spirit comes today, and he absolutely captivates them. Body and soul and spirit, heart, mind, and will. Jesus' Spirit so completely possesses these twelve disciples that the folks in Jerusalem who see the apostles are absolutely astonished by what they can do. So astonished that they ask, how can this be? And suddenly at that point in the story, we realize that we have heard this all before. We think back to Christmas, another spectacular day of noise and light and miracles when an angel came to a virgin who bore a son for us and for our salvation. How can this be, wondered the Virgin Mary. And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. To which Mary replied, in obedience, let it be to me according to your will. And with that, as you all know, Mary was overshadowed by the power of God, and she was completely filled up with the Holy Spirit by the love and the beauty that marks the divine life of the Holy Trinity. She was absolutely possessed, body, soul, and spirit, heart, mind, and will, and then, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, isn't that exactly what happens this morning in Jerusalem on Pentecost? 
God is back and he is doing the same old stuff that he has always done again and again for us and for our salvation. Just hoping that you and I, like St. Mary, will get the point and say, let it be to me according to your will that we will live as servants, as the baptized, as witnesses. This morning on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes down on the twelve apostles, and like Mary, they too bear Christ. And so this morning on Pentecost, the Word becomes flesh, but in another way. When those twelve apostles are completely possessed by the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in languages that they never studied or learned, they bore Christ so well, that same word of God who was given flesh with Mary, that the Parthians and the Medes and the Elamites and the Cretans and the Arabs and the Jews and all the rest of the visitors in Jerusalem heard that word, and saw that word, that word Jesus Christ. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, 3,000 people were gathered into Christ's body, the church. His scattered children began to come home again to the one holy apostolic church, into the beauty and the mercy of the divine life that has always existed in the Holy Trinity. The good news is that all of that is still yours today. It is this simple. First, the Holy Spirit filled a virgin from Galilee, and the body of Christ began to grow in her womb. Thirty years on at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fills 12 men from Galilee and the body of Christ begins to grow in the world. And now, 2,000 years later, every Sunday at this place, every Sunday at St. John is a little Pentecost because every Sunday at St. John, this story is repeated. This same Holy Spirit who sounds like wind and looks like fire, comes down here again today bearing the fleshly Jesus born of Mary. Every Sunday, at every Eucharist, at this altar, the Holy Spirit comes down to bread and wine just as he came down to Mary's womb, and he changes this bread and wine into Jesus' own body and blood. And then he gives it to you. And by giving it to you, he gathers all of you up into his one holy apostolic church, just like the 3,000 who were baptized in Jerusalem on Pentecost morning. And when he touches you in this way, by the power of his Holy Spirit, Jesus himself changes you just like he changes bread and wine, he changes you from being sinful and self-centered to being forgiven and beautiful and part of his apostolic community. 
It all boils down to this. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything that is otherworldly or spectacular or supernatural or holy. But with the Holy Spirit, we can live a life that is beautiful and loving and just and merciful. We can live that life in the image of Christ, Christ made flesh, as one loving community, obedient, and always saying, let it be to me according to your will. In fact, when we are overshadowed and empowered by this Holy Spirit, we can live a life so well that it even becomes normal, calm and quiet, solid and predictable as the way of life in the church. And that is the one thing we are aiming for here at St. John. We are aiming for the divine life embodied. The divine life in flesh. So you might give it a try, just like the first Pentecost, so that folks who see you will be absolutely astonished by what you can do. As they said in the early church, see how those Christians love one another. And then they will ask, how can this be? And that will be your chance. That will be your chance to give a good witness. That will be your chance to church the world. That will be your chance to bring them here to Eden, where they can see and hear Christ. And by the power of his Holy Spirit, they can eat and drink Christ. Pentecost is not just one day a year. Pentecost is every day, in every generation of the church, as the Holy Spirit again and again delivers the fleshly Christ for us and for our salvation, for love, for obedience, for mercy, for beauty, for all the things that are found in the divine life of the Holy Trinity, for a life that looks very much like what is found in the rest of Acts chapter 2 in those very first days after Pentecost. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.